Hello and welcome back to Dr. Quackers and today we're reviewing Green Lantern. Now before we get into the review, I just want to say Happy New Year. Uh, thank you to all those that have tuned in uh, all of last year and you know, time before that. It's uh, It was a good year for the podcast, got a bunch of new listeners, um, got a whole bunch more plays, I think it like doubled in plays and um, getting a lot more attention on Spotify, which is cool. I appreciate everyone tuning in. I'm, I'm hoping people are enjoying it. Um, yeah, I just very thankful. I am very appreciative and very proud of the year of, uh, that I had last year, especially for rather unknown motherfucker like me. And, you know, I just appreciate it, you know? So yeah, I hope everyone has a, you know, productive, fruitful year for the coming year. Hopefully the success of the podcast continues. Um, yeah, a whole bunch of people from other countries are tuning in. Uh, especially the UK. So thank you all y'all from outside of the States that are tuning in. I appreciate it. So yeah. So thank you. I guess just summarization of this, but uh, yeah, let's get into the review. One of the biggest flops of the DC catalog and being the original start to the DCEU. Uh, yeah. I don't know how many of you know that, but Green Lantern was supposed to be the start of DC's equivalent of the MCU. But after the failure of this movie, Warner Brothers and DC then changed plans to have the first film become Man of Steel, which came out, I believe, the next year. Um, so, yeah. Inter- I I kind of find it interesting that at one point DC was willing to kick off their universe, the cinematic universe, with Green Lantern, which overall isn't one of their most well-known characters i mean i like green lantern i I read a lot of his comics i mean all the green lantern comics not always just hal jordan um and he's always a character that will be in like the animated shows and movies but i'm just surprised they didn't you know i mean they eventually went with with someone like superman but you know i figured like one of the three big characters from dc like wonder woman batman or superman would have been the first pick one instead of you know green lantern and it kind of shows as to why, because this, this, it's not a good start. <laughs> uh, now, this is one of many comic book movies that star Ryan Reynolds. Uh, however, this is one of his first big ones. I, I would say it's his, it's, it is his first big one, being Hal Jordan in this adaptation of the character in comics. Now, I have been reading some more Green Lantern comics lately, so I was in the mood to revisit some older adaptations of the character. I was excited to, th- to see this movie when it came out. I'm not going to lie. When it, when, in 2011, when this movie came out, I was pretty excited for it. I was like, hell yeah, Green Lantern. This is going to be cool as shit. Uh, because I like Ryan Reynolds, and I like Green Lantern. And boy, was I disappointed. I, I like the space sci-fi you know, side of DC as well. I'd say that side, and then like the monster magic crazy bullshit <laughs> is the other side of DC I really enjoy besides you know, Batman Superman. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I, I remember going, what the fuck was that? Um, there are two big problems with this movie upon revision, the CGI and it's writing the CGI looks awful. Even for 2011, uh, like it's, it looks terrible for even, even for the year it came out. It is not good. How suit is completely CGI. Uh, for some reason, they change the eye color of Ryan Reynolds when his mask is on. They make him, they make them blue, and it's awful and very apparent that that's not his eyes. It looks horrible, and I mean, they even make fun of it in Deadpool when he's like 
please don't make my super suit my super suit green or animated. It's it's terrible. <laughs> There's no other way of saying it. It does not look good. Um, the power the, the power of the ring looks awful, like the giant floating space monster. The parallax looks really goofy too. Uh, but yeah, just like even even them just using the power ring, the Green Lantern ring, looks fucking goofy. It doesn't look good. It, it it's it's bad. The the creations are just awful. Now, with the proper CGI, uh, the proper budget, and you know, giving the people that make the special effects enough time to do it, you could make a kick-ass live-action Green Lantern movie. However. I know some people are going to like it because some people view animation as a kid's medium, but characters like this work way better in animation. I don't know why, because you can draw whatever the fuck you want to. It's way easier, and it always will almost always look better than trying to make it look like real life. It may look cooler to some of you, because like, oh, it, it looks like I could do that, but trust me, it you can, it can have way more of imagination. It's harder to animate things that aren't somewhat in the realms of reality because you have to even put more layer as in to make it look like it could exist in real life so i think you know green lantern's a character that looks better in animated movies similar to you know i mean look at spider-man into the spider-verse i mean those two movies the spider-verse movies they're animated and they're awesome so yeah i feel like you could do this, something similar like that with green lantern especially with all the different types of lanterns there are you could you could do some cool shit with it and i kind of I am disappointed at how much they waste the Green Lantern IP just in general. I think there was a, a, a most a recent DC animated Green Lantern movie. I haven't watched it. I think uh, Beware My Power, but yeah, it's it's kind of it's kind of wasted. Um, however, I will say about Parallax, I, I do find the idea they were going for, they were going for was interesting. I did think it was interesting. Uh, Parallax is growing with what seems to be the souls of his victims, and you see hundreds of corpses and like skulls and other being like uh, like corpses in his form with like the skulls and yeah, it's kind of like if they if they made that look good, that would have been really creepy, and th that is kind of a cool idea and it is a good like it is an interesting idea the personification of fear because that's essentially what Parallax is. It's an old guardian that essentially was consumed by fear, and that's his form now. Um, so yeah, it could have been cool. Uh, it wouldn't have been the villain I would have picked for this film. I probably would have just kind of had Sinestro just be the bad guy, like him being the secret bad guy. Like he pretends to be one of the lanterns and he's like, yeah, guys, I'm your friend and everything. And then you find out at the end of the film is like, fuck you. It was me the whole time. Um, I feel like that would have been cooler or maybe like a red lantern or I don't know whether really I think yeah I'm pretty sure the Red Lanterns were in comics by this time or you know something like that Atrocitus that would have been cool oh, or maybe a LaFreeze that would have been neat too um, something like that something a little more that is more easier for the audience to get behind instead of just scary space cloud like what they did with you know the Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer it it, it looks bad <laughs> uh this movie moves at breakneck speed while well, not at all hal jordan's arc is that he needs to overcome his fear which is pretty standard for his comics however i don't enjoy how they almost make him completely insufferable he is whiny and a crybaby bitch for most of the movie he's obnoxious i don't understand why anyone want him a fucking around i don't get it i i i would be like get the fuck out of here 
Um, yeah. Also, I was kind of surprised to see Taika Waititi in this movie. He's, he just plays like Hal Jordan's kind of friend, but kind of not at the same time. It's kind of like a coworker. But uh, yeah, I was surprised to see Taika Waititi in this. I, I didn't expect him to be in Green Lantern. That caught me off guard. Uh, they use his anyway. They use his quippy charm in a bad way, uh, specifically with how they personify him. Uh, Deadpool is a better example of how to use his comedic timing. I mean, I understand why they were going, why why they want to have Ryan Reynolds be Hal Jordan. He, you know, he he has that kind of uh, like shtick. He can be kind of quippy, but he's not Deadpool kind of jokey. He's more, I would say, like the Flash is a better example. Like he he's he makes jokes, but it's not like, you know, he's like fuck you that kind of thing. It's not that kind of joke, but. I don't know. Nathan Fillion is, is best way to describe how I would how I would use the humor is how they use Hal Jordan in a lot of the DC animated movies of recent years, like with with Nathan Fillion as the voice. That works way better. Like when he's like, "Oh, hey Barry," like you got something on your nose. When um, the Flash is like kissing up to Batman. That's the kind of humor how uh, humor Hal Jordan uses. Not so much Deadpool Spider Man. It's he's more serious overall he'll make jokes every once in a while but that isn't like his whole thing at least from what i've read in the comics i've read with al could be different in other ones they change characters all the time there's been times where hal jordan's a villain so i mean you never know Uh, anyway the villain of this movie is absolutely terrible parallax is a big spooky cloud for most of the movie like galactus in the second fantastic four and the old childhood oh and the old the old childhood guy being possessed by a piece of parallax it's fucking stupid there's so there's this old childhood friend of the love interest um and hal jordan and he's been in love with hal jordan's love interest his whole life and he's like this fucking high school science teacher and his dad's like high up in the military and he's like are oh, you such a disappointment i why can't you be like hal jordan and that's basically the whole movie he's like envious of hal uh, which I feel like envy, like you know, like the greed would have worked better if they're gonna do that because he's like he envies Hal and he wants to be, he wants to have what he has and he wants to be who he is. I feel like that would have worked better if he used greed, but yeah, fear. He gets like possessed by a piece of parallax. It's fucking stupid. He just screams the whole time. He's played by Peter Skarsgård, which is definitely a career perf- low performance from the actor and completely removes you from the movie because like i said a lot of his dialogue is just screaming it's like Bleh! like it's awful i fucking hate it he annoys the shit out of me the whole movie um yeah however this movie does have one of my all-time favorite casting choices in a comic book movie mark strong as sinestro the only good performance in the movie this sets up some obvious sequel bait like starfire and sinestro uh claiming they set up starfire uh, star sapphire and you know a sinestro claiming the yellow ring in an after credit scene you know yeah they have her you know hal jordan's girlfriend ends up becoming a villain star sapphire uh one of the love lanterns which oddly enough they are villains a lot which is ironic but either way um yeah they like have her call nine call name be sapphire and then she's like she's a rising star and things like that throughout the movie it's like oh, okay i i i i see, I see what you're saying um and then you know Sin- sinestro at the end of the movie 
claiming making claiming the yellow ring. Now, another big problem with this movie is how the Guardians are just willing to make a yellow ring. Like the whole time they're like, we can never use fear. Willpower is where to go. Like we, fear, you can't, you know, control fear. It's a weaker form. And, you know, it's like completely banned to do anything with that. And one of the big reasons is Parallax. And because they're scared of Parallax, they allow Sinestro and the Guardians to make a ring. And I'm like, the fucking Guardians would never do that shit. Now, they do some dumb fucking shit sometimes. But, like, I was like, in the first film, you're going to have them make a big-ass blunder like that? And then you fucking Sinestro just goes, fuck that, takes it anyway? Okay. I, I'm not going to lie, the, the, having him turn to evil by the end of this movie doesn't feel as justified as other versions of why he's left. Like, there's usually something the Guardians do where he's like, I need to do this because the Guardians aren't doing what they need to fucking do, so I'm going to do this instead. Because Sinestro views himself as the hero. He doesn't view himself as the one in the wrong. He believes he's doing what he needs to do to be for, uh, that's best for the galaxy, for the universe. Um, so... Yeah, they, they, they fucking fumbled that ball. But Mark Strong is awesome as Sinestro. And I kind of wish they had him in the upcoming DCU, the one under James Gunn. Maybe they will. They still could. He's heavily made up, make up in, sci in special effects anyway because he's purple in an alien. So they could. They could still do it. But overall, I give this movie a 2 out of 10. It's a really bad movie. Don't watch it if you haven't already. If you like watching bad movies and you love Green Lantern, I don't know if you should watch this because it'll only make you mad. Or if you just like watching bad comic book movies, it'll be right up your alley. So, yeah. Well, I hope you enjoyed this review. If you did, I reviewed a whole bunch of other DC and comic book movies. So if you want to check those out, that's how I appreciate it. Also, I reviewed all kinds of other movies, TV shows, and anime. So if you want to check that out as well, that's how I appreciate it. So, yeah. Just also drop a follow on through a Red Rapid streaming through. That way you get a notification when I post a review. So thank you. And I hope you have a fantastic day, my friend. And Happy New Year.